Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 11. The simulated sky was stormy, and Alex wondered what the point was. Perhaps there was a storm going on outside, and the algorithm that controlled the projection responded to that. Or maybe it was just another thing to make them feel at home. The temperature was noticeably lower to match the display, and Alex shivered. About 15 students, all in grey, had been gathered together on the quad. Alex saw William, waved at him and got a nod back. Natasha and Kingley wandered over, talking animatedly, and for a moment Alex felt a stab of disappointment that they'd had the time to get to know each other away from him. They'd been split up for history, which turned out to be the immediate timeline of Noctis Point rather than anything broader, and Alex had ended up with William, Jess and two other novices that had apparently arrived a week or so earlier. Now, though, they'd been firmly shunted into their group of six new recruits, while the other nine chatted a few feet away. Hey guys, Alex said, forcing a smile. Do you know what this is yet? He gestured to the quad. Kingley shook his head, but Natasha said, I asked at the end of history. When you were picked up by the PO, did they give you a little stick to hold, made of glass? Well, she said, as they nodded, they're going to use a bigger, more finely tuned one of those. Novices have their power measured every month to ensure they're receiving the right training focus. It works a little differently once you get into the harder stuff, I think. It's more demonstrated through what you can do. As if on cue, a woman in white overalls walked briskly out of a nearby teaching building towards them. She was older than most of the people Alex had seen, other than the principal, and curly grey hair framed her lined face. Before she'd even reached their small group, she was clapping her hands for silence. Good afternoon, she said. My name is Miss Salandra Trigton, and I'm in charge of analytics here at the base. She had a sharp tone that cut across the last bits of chatter. You know by now that you're here because you manifest a greater level of psych than the majority of the population, what most here call norms. Well, in my department there's no such thing as a norm, no such thing as a psych. It's a spectrum like any other, and my job is to determine where you are on that spectrum. It's not just about raw power either. Success here is about focus. Alex noticed that two brown overalled maintenance staff were wheeling over an object slightly taller than Alex, covered by a sheet. There's a long technical name for this device, Miss Trigton said, but it's for measuring psychic ability, so we'll call it the psychic meter for now. The men pulled the sheet off the object, revealing a glass tube that was about a metre long. It was suspended in a frame that had wheels, and Alex could see measurements of some kind engraved on the side. The tube is just glass, but the power is in these metal caps on either end. They contain a biomimetic circuit that interfaces with your brain and makes visible your power. The only skill you need is the one you had awakened in you this morning, and Captain Harris tells me that everyone was able to at least expand their SI to a small distance beyond their bodies. Alex perked up. He'd been able to see things metres away, right up to the other end of the room. What did that mean if some had only been able to extend their field a tiny amount? Then he remembered that Captain Harris had been augmenting the effect and frowned. Any questions? Miss Trigdon looked around the six new recruits and nodded. Very well. She raised her voice, encompassing the other novices. Gather round, please, and make an orderly line. 
Almost immediately, Alex felt someone shove into him as they walked past, way too close. What the hell? he said, dancing awkwardly to keep his footing. Raz turned and looked at him with ice-blue eyes, then brushed off the arm of his coverall where they'd collided. Sorry you were in the way, he said. Alex felt a stab of anger and squared his shoulders at Raz. You ass- Alex, Kingley said, reaching over and putting a hand on his shoulder. There's more important things going on. He nodded over to where Miss Trigton was watching them with one pointy eyebrow raised. Alex took a place behind Natasha, aware that Raz's eyes and his mocking half-smile never left them. If you two boys are quite finished, Miss Trigton said, we will begin. She beckoned to the first person in the line, and despite his anger, Alex watched as a young woman stepped forward. She raised a hand and rested it flat on the tube. Nothing happened for a moment, and then Alex saw a light kindle inside the glass cylinder. It started at the bottom and moved, as if the tube were slowly filling with some phosphorescent liquid. The light reached three-quarters of the way up the tube, still diffuse and fuzzy, and then began to collapse in on itself. Like a camera lens focusing, the light grew thinner and sharper until a solid-looking bar of light floated inside the psychic meter. Very good, Miss Trigton said. You have been practising, Alice, and it shows. She had taken a soft screen out of one pocket and was making notes with rapid bird-like pecks. In fact, based on this, I think it's time we advanced you to, let's see, yellow one. Alice's face flushed with pleasure, and the light in the tube wiggled in response, bands of fuzziness rippling down it. Elsie will tell you more about your new timetable. For now, go and fetch new overalls. Miss Trigton smiled warmly, watching as Alice almost skipped away over the quad. One by one, they went before the machine. William was the first of the new recruits. His bar filled about a third of the cylinder, but it was sharply defined and clear. Your focus is excellent, William, Miss Trigton said, and the boy's face creased in a grin. Then Raz stepped up. As soon as his hand touched the meter, it glowed to life. Alex's heart sank as he saw that the tube filled to the top with a light that was already well-defined, a firm cylinder of white light that pulsed with a slow heartbeat. Miss Trigton narrowed her eyes. You have done this before, young man, she said quietly. Alex strained to hear the answer, but Raz was almost whispering. Alex noticed that the bar of light did not even waver as Raz spoke. The teacher made a note, but no further comment. She watched, lips pressed thinly together, as Raz walked to stand a few paces away, smirking. Kingley was next. His light bar was fuzzy, but he still looked triumphant as he almost filled the meter to the top. You have the opposite goal to Williams, Miss Trigton said. You and he could learn a thing or two from each other. Power is nothing without focus, and vice versa. She nodded. Next? Good luck, Alex said quietly. Natasha stepped up and touched the meter. Almost immediately, the light sprang into being, already filling the chamber halfway. It wavered, but the shape generally held. A solidly average result there, particularly for someone new, Miss Trigton said, and Natasha's face fell. Don't take my words as criticism, child, the teacher added. What you displayed gives us a balanced position to work from in both power and focus. Next. Feeling slightly sick, Alex stepped up. Closer to it, he could hear a tiny hum coming from the psychic meter, and he pressed his hand to it gently. There was a subtle vibration, enough to weirdly numb the feeling in his fingers. Nothing happened. Do I... uh... 
he said, blushing. Do I have to do something? Miss Trigton frowned. Expand your SI for me, please, dear. Alex closed his eyes and tried to bring himself back to the morning's lesson, tried to build a picture of the world around him, but it was impossible. Stood up, under pressure, with three dozen pairs of eyes on him, he couldn't do it. He risked another look at the cylinder. There was a tiny glow in there, at the bottom, a thin, fuzzy-looking disk of light that began to fill the tube. It was weak, fading in and out of view, about an eighth of the tube filled. We see this sometimes. It's okay to have a little performance anxiety. Miss Trigton smiled, and one or two of the students giggled. Try to expand your SI again, please. Again, he closed his eyes, and this time a little of the area around them began to fill out with detail. Blue on black faces peered at him out of the darkness, while next to him he could see his power represented in the psychic meter. For every centimeter he pushed his SI out, the level of light in the tube dropped until the last pulse of light was extinguished. Feeling foolish, Alex opened his eyes. What does that mean? I... I don't know, she said, then made some notes on the soft screen. That's something I've never seen. Were you psyching at all then, beyond just using your SI? Alex shook his head, and Miss Trigton frowned. Alex, it's important you tell me the truth. Were you psyching just then? No. No, I... I, I don't even know how. Maybe he's just weak, Raz said. I am not weak, Alex said, rounding on Raz. What the hell is your problem? That's enough from both of you, Miss Trigton said. Alex? Alex, there must be some sort of error here. The level of psych displayed here isn't even what we'd expect from a norm. Alex glared at her. What are you saying? That I'm not even a psych? I'm saying that there may be a problem with the machine, or there may be some underlying cause here. Embarrassment and anger blurred Alex's eyes as he looked around at the group. Everyone was staring at him as the teacher spoke. People were whispering to each other. Some looked surprised, aghast. Even Kingley had his hand up to Natasha's ear, whispering something. And in the middle stood Raz, his jaw working as he chewed his gum, smirking. I... I need to be excused, Alex blurted out, then turned and walked away from the group, without waiting for a response. He didn't dare look back. You've been listening to chapter 11 of my novel, Noctis Point. For more episodes of this podcast, and for blogging about writing, visit stevecookfiction.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend and leaving a five-star review on the iTunes store. They really do help.